This episode and most episodes of A Beer With are recorded live in Diffuse Studios. You can get it spinning a tune. You can get it podcasting before noon. You can get it when you're feeling real tops. And you can get it at Friday knockoffs. Because a hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is A Beer With, the podcast stubby cooler. Get it on a live stream. You can get it while making a meme. You can get it when you're playing COD. And you can get it while listening to the pod. Because a hard earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. You can get it right in the baseline. You can get it chatting on FaceTime. You can get it talking about. Matter of fact, I've got one now. Because a hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer. And the best stubby cooler for that beer is a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. Go to the website, abeerwith.com, for all your podcast needs, including the one place to find a beer with the podcast stubby cooler. How are you, everyone? Jai here again. I'm actually in the vocal booth this time. Um, just decided to come in here and do this intro. Um, we've got some people doing our residency uh, at the moment at studios. So they're in there writing tunes. I thought I'd just come into the vocal booth, quickly record this um, just to get, let you guys know about uh, everything in this podcast with Kai. Um, so Kai is Terraform, used to be named King Kai um, and known him for a little while around the scene. And he's the guy behind Dubwub's promotions along with uh, his mate Matt as well, uh, which we talk about in this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I think it's really great. It's really inspiring to see people doing really cool things, um, you know, in this COVID time. So let's just run that music and get this episode underway. Hi guys, welcome back. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host, Jai, and today on the episode, we have Terraform. Now, Terraform used to be known as King Kai. His real name's Kai, uh, and he's the guy behind Dubwub's promotions. Uh, so it was great to get him in and talk about Dubwub promotions, um, you know, the music industry, how we got into it, you know, DJing, music, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, just really great chat with Kai, uh, and I really loved a lot of the messages and value in here for everyone. Um, particularly if you want to do something, you know, creative uh, or something a little bit maybe entrepreneurial as well. All right, guys, let's just get straight into this one. So sit back, crack a beer if you have one, and enjoy the episode. This is Beer with Terraform. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I, when I think of uh, of you and Dubwubs and everything, um, you know, that um, you know, you've seen and stuff, um, I think in COVID, it's like one of the um, one of the hardest. When I think about you, it's like one of the hardest working guys during COVID. During COVID, um, yeah. you know, there's a there's a few people out there like you know Bow and Together Agency doing good things as doing well. Some things, yeah. Um, but you know, I think um, everything you've been doing has been awesome, man. Yeah. Cheers, bro. Um, yeah. Get it close. Kinda, get it nice and close. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah. I've kind of been. Um, taking advantage of this like whole COVID situation for lack of better terms. Um, just because, yeah, I literally just have had nothing to do. I've just been bored, like 
you know, it's only so much gaming and, you know, Netflix that you can actually go through before uh, you realize that, um, you know, get, it gets a bit old pretty fast. So yeah. I just realized that, you know, the whole like dub wubs and, you know, running a label is just an idea I've always had. Like, yeah. you know, we all have those little ideas and I'll yeah, say that, like, Well that's what I was gonna say. How did the how did the idea come about like for it? You've always had the idea and wanted to do it or for the most part, yeah. Like I've yeah. always had the idea of wanting to run a label, you know, possibly, you know, we'll focus on distribution and whatnot, but um inevitably end up hopefully in like artist management and all that yeah. and actually even like touring and events and stuff. Yep. Um but it was just a the, the idea got spawned after I went to uni and did not complete a uh, <laughs> um, music uh, business diploma. Yeah. And so doing that, I learned, you know, how the industry works, like inside and out, yeah. how labels work, licenses work, tours work, um, you know, synchronization licensing, all that type of stuff. Yeah. And um, it was kind of from after, like from that point, through my music career that I was like, hey, like I have the knowledge to be able to do this. Yeah. Why don't I do it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it just took probably, what, four years before I decided to actually do something with it. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like, you know, a lot of the times you start a degree or something and mm. you learn all you need to learn, you know, like you already learn what you need to learn in in whatever period it is. And it's like a lot of the stuff you can learn on the job and I dare say yeah. you probably learnt more on the job <laughs> since starting it then, you know, it's great to have that base but have you found that, that, you know, when you sort of actually start it, there's things that come up that you're like, oh, that's a good little oh. learning experience. Yeah, so much. Like yeah. even just to, um, you know, you know, from little things like even time management skills and, um, yeah, the, the, the things I've learned are actually like across the board from life skills to actually running a label to, you know, weird little niche things about like marketing and promo just from yeah testing and figuring out like what works and what doesn't work yeah um yeah it's 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 definitely uh something that actually makes the journey a lot more exciting because yeah. like if you're not constantly learning like then what's the point really yeah. like um but yeah i found it quite uh enjoyable through the process like you know even when i run into different um walls i guess yeah like I find myself, um, you know, afterwards I beat myself up for a little bit and then I kind of come back and look at it in a new light and I'm like, oh, well, I didn't need to beat myself up and I could have gone through with this. I probably, you know, I'll just do this instead next time. Yeah. And, um, so you learn from it. Yeah, you learn yeah exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that. And when you can do that, it's not a bad experience then. It's like it's actually a sort of good thing because you're like, oh, cool. Now I know next time it's going to be better. Exactly, know? yeah. So I think that's something that when you're doing – you know, something like you're doing or anything that's kind of a bit entrepreneurial, you sort of have to be willing to make mistakes in that and and just go, all right, cool, next time, you know. It's, yeah. not, a, it's not a negative thing that we made this mistake. No, no, It's exactly. a good thing because now we know next time what we've got to do. Yeah. Exactly. Know that, yeah, these these are possible contingencies and, you know, things to look out for and, yeah, yeah better I think handle that's, the situation. That's a really, like, you know, a really important thing, I, I think, <laughs> with, with, you know, what you're doing and, and anyone doing those kind of things. Um, you know, you've got to be willing to make the mistakes and learn from them, you know. And it's yeah, the same yeah, with like yeah. DJing, music production. It's, yeah. it's, it's all of it, you know. Yeah. 
Um, oh, so I think that's important. Playing that, sport even. like Yeah, every, yeah, yeah, yeah sport. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you, you do something in some sport, you get smashed. You're like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, if, maybe, you, if you do, you're, you're a bit of an idiot. You yeah, know? exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm, that tactic did not work as well as planned. Yeah. Maybe it'll work next week. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> and then someone like does it one time and it works. And you're like, I knew it would work. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe. That um yeah, that's cool, man. Um, I, I really love, uh, you know, that it's it's been going so well for you as well. Like I've seen it grow from, you know, when did you actually mm. start? Like when did you start the work on it? When did you go, all right, let's do this thing? Was there, was like how long have you been sort of oh. since you actually went, you know, because you had the idea for a while, but when yeah, did you go, yeah, yeah. all right, let's do this? Like, it, what do we need to do? It would have been, yeah, like um, about March or probably even April. So not even that long ago, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was yeah probably about April. Uh, I kind of had, you know, I'd already had the idea started. It was already kind of going. Um, I think it was under a different name prior as well. Yeah. And then I just decided, like, I got my mate on, um, Matt, um, yeah. Matt Parker, Schizoid. Um, and basically, like, you know, he had the same passion. He wanted to run a label um, and I kind of, teamed up with him more or less and was just like, hey, like, let, let's do it together. You know, two minds are better than one. Yeah. Let's get this going. Um, and, yeah, so from April we rebranded um, Dub Wubs from, I think it was like called Boss Base or something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, started putting in all that time, all that effort. You know, yeah. we had like weekly meetings where we'd catch up and, you know, have a few beers and yeah. just, uh, yeah, go over, you know, plans and try to get everything going and sorted. Yeah. but. That's always a good way to get the creative juices flowing. Hey, just like one or two beers. Yeah. yeah Any more, yeah. like you can go too far and then you start, you know, and then it's like, you're just like, oh, yeah. that's, you look <laughs> at like what you come up with the next day. If you've written it down, you're like, oh man, that those last few ideas were pretty rubbish. But yeah. one or two beers is really, you know, is a great way I think to, you yeah. know, get the juices flowing. And I'm not the only one who says this because <laughs> I've got a podcast called A Beer With. I have read a few marketing books and different, you know, like, yeah. audio books about entrepreneurship and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that, even in one of, yeah, even in one of them, they're like, you know, there's value to one or two beers, but not, you know, 10 beers. Not too many. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can definitely yeah. take it too far, but oh yeah, um, I think that's great as well to have someone there to bounce ideas off and stuff as well. Like you said, like, it's almost like you almost get each other motivated because you come up with like an idea and maybe it doesn't end up being an idea you use, but it maybe it sparks an idea in Matt. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, but we could do this. And then, you know, and that comes up with something yep, you yep. wouldn't have come up with before. Starts alone. breaking down these ideas and yeah. Yeah, turning them into newer, better ideas yeah. and so forth. Yeah. We definitely like motivated each other a ton. And, you know, when we have our bad weeks, you know, one of us will message the other and like, you know, we won't know we're having a bad week or something, but we'll just like, be like, oh, you know, have you done this yet or something? Or, you know, notice that, you know, you haven't done this yet. So we kind of catch each other up on what we're yeah. doing. and um, Stay accountable because someone else yeah, is that's there. The word. You can't that's just, the if, word. It's just, if it's just you, you can just sort of go, oh, no, I'll just yeah. do it next week. Like yeah, we'll change the deadline. We'll make it next week instead of this week. i got to get it done. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, then just yeah. creating some bad like kind of routines for yourself and habits, which um, yeah, yeah. Is, is not the best. So it's nice having that and mm. uh, like having that. Um, you know, general support as well from yeah. a good friend. Yeah. Um, so it's very, I'm very thankful to have Matt on yeah. my on my team. So yeah, it's, and I think it's great. You know, because apart from you know sharing the workload and stuff <laughs> like that, 
um, you know, bringing more eyes to it because you've got different networks of people you know, um, you know, different yeah. connections you can yeah. call on. So that's always good when someone brings, you know, different things to the table or different people they know or something or different skills even. Is yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So give everyone an idea about the music that you guys are, like give us, give us your little label pitch. The music, the culture, like everything, whatever you would describe it as. If someone said to you, <laughs> didn't know what's Dub One Promotions, like what is it? Uh, well, we're basically just an international um, music publishing label uh, specified on, you know, bringing, um, well, helping artists basically expand their fan base through, you know, just natural organic promotion, helping like, um, you know, although it's through our, like we get them to release through us um, and then we promote that track. Um, but it's um, overall just a kind of like a, a, a pr promotional support network for the bass industry. Yeah. So for bass artists, yeah. Um, for yeah, dubstep, um, trying to expand into like a bit of like trap and drum and bass as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we just um, try to help expand artists and their, not only their fan bases, but their knowledge within the industry. Yeah. Like there's so many artists that I've met out there who really have a very minimal understanding of the actual industry and, you know, contracts, this, that, the other. I know plenty of artists who have released songs with these labels and never signed contracts. Mm. And then now like the labels, you know, posting their music up on um uh, well, like distributing it and putting it up on Spotify and Beatport, et cetera. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, meant to getting I'm meant to be getting paid for it, but I don't know where that money is. I haven't yeah. been paid it yet. Like, um, Yeah. And it's a bit sketchy because there is no contract and whatnot. So, yeah. um, so I, I just like take it upon myself a little bit to, you know, when I'm running artists through um, our releases, I actually kind of, go through like a process with them where I'm telling them how it all works. Explaining so, it. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, I've gotten a lot of uh, like feedback and um, compliments in the sense uh, for that service, for, yeah. you know, being kind of a little bit more realistic with them, yeah. you know, being on the same level as them. Yeah. Basically. It's like, look, you're not going to get 2 million plays on this. Yeah. Know, or whatever, <laughs> depending on the artist or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it's like. You know, be realistic with it. But it sounds like it's almost like um, you're almost like promotions and, and um, like, you know, um, releasing, you know, music and distribution, but also like artist development almost like, you know, explaining, you know, teaching them and guiding them through the process yeah, of, yeah. of releasing and things like that so that they have more of a knowledge when they, you know, go to do other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, they'll be able to better handle stuff. themselves yeah. in those situations. They're more developed because yeah. they've, you know, they've learned all the techniques yeah, and the exactly. different things. So they, when they go and they get a massive, you know, contract with <laughs> yeah. some huge Whoever label, that, yeah, yeah um, they know what to look out for and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, without yeah. necessarily having a manager to do it. Like they actually sort of know. Yeah, well, yeah Even exactly. if you do get a manager, you know if the manager's, Doing things doing in their best yeah, interest doing things you know right a little or not. bit about it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I've heard some funny stories in the industry there. Just like that's why I'd love to get into artist management and that as well just because, yeah. um, you know, like besides learning it in the um, diploma of um, music business that I did, um, it just seems like such a like supportive job. Like I'd love to just be, you know, live my the rest of my life working within the industry and mm. just be set and like I'd be happy with that, you know. Um, 
and partially that's why I started Dubwubs as well was mm. because I realized that, you know, along my own journeys as an artist, like I have all this information that I could actually use to help, you know, everyone else who's mm. in the same boat that I'm in. Yeah. So why, why, you know, sail alone when I, you know, can sail with them and, you yeah. know, provide, you know, my knowledge basically onto them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like it's really like there's not really like anything in return because like most of the, you know, distribution and streaming doesn't bring the label any real revenue. Yeah. And even like, you know, after doing like a two-year well, plan sale, and the stuff. The sales aren't what they used no, to be. No, no. one's buying a lot of music. No, exactly. Um, you know, even DJs these days, like, you know, most of the stuff is on promo. Like if it's, you know, if it's. Yeah. If it's some it's a lot you know, of free download promo. stuff, yeah, like free yeah. downloads, promo, yeah. like lists and stuff, you know. Yeah. So well, they've gotten the tracks through, you know, like actually supporting someone, so that they've yeah. given them, you know, a free um, sample. Well, not sample pack, but like sa- a pack of songs. Um, yeah. That happens almost seemingly a lot in dubstep. Like so. their edits or things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, things yeah, like They've done, yeah, yeah. They're dub plates. Dub plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took me ages to like figure out what the, like that word. Yeah, like, I got meant. educated by uh, Waster. Asked him what yeah, dub yeah. plates were on the podcast. Um, but yeah, that's really cool, man. You know, passing on that information to the to the younger guys and stuff. And mm. really, that's what that sort of you know artist management, like you said, you'd love to get into that and yeah. do that. That's a great way to help artists and stuff you know and yeah. to to help support the scene and and you know a lot of the times in the music industry you do make your own job you know what i mean like a lot of the yeah. industry it's not like you work for someone in a lot of cases no yeah it's you soul trader you come up with what it is and you know maybe at the moment like you said it's not a huge revenue but maybe you manage you know or you help develop these artists and stuff and then they sort of get to a bigger level or something they say oh you know Will you manage, you know, that's yeah, where sometimes yeah. it can, I think sometimes we do stuff for free in the music industry and the, like, we know that there could be something that comes from it. Yeah. We don't know what no. until it happens, <laughs> but you're like, yeah. I know that this We're is swimming cool. swimming in the I'm, dark. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, this, what I'm doing is cool and it's helping people and yeah, I've got yeah. value there. Yeah, And exactly. I think in the end people will will see that. And I think that's something in the music industry that's been like that for a, for a long time, you know. Yeah, yeah. You have to pay your dues, you know. They always, <laughs> you know, people always talk about, yeah, um, yeah. you know, in the industry. So it's, I, I think while now it's maybe not, you know, making revenue and stuff and, you know, it's not something that's, you know, with distribution and all that kind of stuff with labels, yeah. it's not a huge thing. But, you know, down yeah. the track, you never know what the next might thing happen. might be. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we already got like, um, like I'm already looking into all these services that we can start providing that's, you know, not just distribution services basically. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that's, that's from general, like I want to get onto doing like little one-on-one meetings where I go over um, – Actually, what uh, we prov- like or promotional help? Just hold stuff. up one second. Yep. That looks like it stopped recording audio. I don't know why. It's beautiful. All right, we almost had disaster, <laughs> but we sorted it out. I don't really know when the conversation uh, stopped recording. If it did, it might have recorded it. Who knows? Yeah. We'll find out later. But um, so let's we'll talk about dubwubs and that a bit later again. We'll touch back on it, but maybe let's talk about how you started in the music industry, DJing and things like that. How did you yep, first yep. get into dance music, DJing and, you know, and everything, um, all the music you're into now? All right, yeah, no, easy. Um, so it really would have started like 
you know, I, I played a whole bunch of instruments as a kid and oh, whatnot, yeah. which kind of was the first birthing of my actual interest in music. Music and, in general. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, what did you um, play then? Uh, I started with violin. Yeah. Um, then moved on to keyboard. Yep. And um, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, as a kid, like I, I got really mad at my dad one day because like I wanted to learn piano and he bought me a keyboard and I was like, this isn't a piano. <laughs> it's not a piano. It's not the same. Yeah. It's a completely different instrument. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. And um, got into, yeah, keyboard for a little bit and uh, then did like bass guitar in school for a little bit and yep. um, then started learning guitar on my own for a little bit. I never got too complex into any of it, just kind of knew basic theory and then yeah. um, just learning how the instrument actually worked like guitars i don't understand properly they, yeah they confuse me just like the way you press on them and whatnot but yep. um but yeah i ended up uh you know through that kind of initial taster in music through my youth um when i actually uh moved out of home or got kicked out of home at 16 mm -hmm. i ended up actually going to um an adult learning education, like learning center yeah. to finish my year 12. Yep. And in doing that, they actually had a music studio there. Yeah. Um, their music teacher was uh, Samsonite from the Optimen, which is like an old Australian okay. hip hop group. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. They like in um, uh, Hilltop Hoods rattle the keys to the kingdom. Okay. Like they shout out Optimen. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I had like, you know, this, first-hand experience actually learning you know how to uh use ableton how to actually you know just make general beats yeah and yeah kind of an introduction sort of thing yeah yeah it's interesting because johnny who owns the studio with us he does he does that kind of teaching but like a youth like a ymca sort of thing yeah yeah nice. for you know people doing a similar thing and then yeah. he does the music program there, yeah so yeah that's well yeah I, I i promote that stuff like anyone who's doing you know doing t well teaching music for a uh yeah. kind of you know youth center or some form yeah, of learning yeah. center um you know like i i just have so much heart for that because that's something i really want to get involved in my kind of future and like you know and inevitably in retirement retirement i'd love to uh you know be able to set up a um a kind of music school for youth in like you know third and second world countries type thing yeah, you know, really yeah. just however i can help and that, that's an yeah. idea i have but um so did that help you a lot, like having that as a bit of an outlet, you know, like in, when you were doing that? Is that something that you like, you know, you, you really it made it sort of like more fun to go and do the other stuff because you're like, the end, you're like, oh, yeah. I get to go into the studio. Like. Yeah, exactly. Like it, <laughs> it was funny because um, like I, even at this adult learning center, I wasn't the best like mm. student. Like I wasn't really completing my classes. I wasn't doing my English and maths like I should have been. Um, and so I ended up um, – basically yeah going to school mainly for the use of the studio yeah. and so i'd be going in there and you know um basically sit in the studio all day like i'd be in there all day and everyone yeah. who i was friends with at that school yeah. would know that oh if you want to find guys he's yeah, in the studio, in the studio. <laughs> like, yeah 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 <laughs> but um yeah it was, a, it, was a, it was a great time like uh learn a lot of things it kept me out of a lot of trouble at the point so yeah. um but yeah that that was uh kind of what lent me into the industry at like the very first level um and i mean at, at that point i was like i was trying to be a hip-hop artist like so i was gonna I was say like, what <laughs> kind of music were you into yeah, you were like writing hip-hop beats yeah, and dude. stuff like that i was yeah. listening to like tech nine and um hopson and 
um, this, you know, Yonk, um, Yonk is, what am I talking about? Um, Tyler, the creator. Um, yeah. And I was very much like, I wanted to go down that path. And after a few years, you know, some bad relationships, et cetera, I ended up pulling myself like off, off that path. And I kind of ended up doing nothing for quite a while. Um, so were then, you actually wanting to, sorry to interrupt, but no, were yeah. you wanting to like actually like be an artist who rapped and, and like emceed and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you actually wanted yeah. to be, do that stuff as well. Exactly. It yeah. wasn't just writing the beats. You were also sort of interested in doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was very interested in actually doing like the whole process. So yeah, like making my own Everything, beats. Yeah. Um, yeah, then actually writing the lyrics, rapping it, and then um, yeah. yeah, doing all of that. Producing and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that something but, you maybe want to bring back into some of your stuff in the future like definitely is because i mean yeah. like your mute you know like the the bass genres and stuff they lend themselves really well to hip-hop yeah and yeah. you know rap mc sort of like vibes and that stuff do, so, yeah. so yeah that's something you want to do eventually yeah as yeah well it's definitely something i've had on the back of my mind for a while yeah. and um you know yeah i'd love to get back into that I, I i feel like it's something that i'm gonna pursue at a later date though when i've actually uh like found my grounding doing other things. Uh, yeah. It's kind of just, I feel like it's going to work later in life rather than right now. I don't really have the time for it, et cetera. Yeah. Um, Cause it's another whole skill you've got to learn. And yeah. Do. Like it's yeah. not something you just go, Oh, now I do this. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So I do the same with me, like in singing. Cause I used to sing oh, nice, man. Yeah. You know, in choir, you know, I learned classical and all that, like, you yeah. know, um, and then other stuff. And, you know, I'm sort of in the same boat. Like I don't really sing anymore or anything. I just produce and make music. But I think like I've got ideas for like stuff that I'd like to do, like yep. and even like just covers of stuff, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, but, definitely. Get, but then produce it so it's a different, you know, it's a cover yeah, yeah. and it's my interpretation of it kind of thing yeah, with definitely. singing. So I'm yeah. in the same same yeah, sort yeah, of boat yeah. where I'm like eventually, eventually. but got to work on everything else first. Yeah, exactly. Same sort of boat, well, yeah. It all begins with an idea, doesn't it? It's yeah, like that, that's that's, right, the, yeah. that's the birth of any action like um, – so yeah, it's it's um definitely something I, I would perceive to uh, do later in life. Um, you know, maybe once uh you know Dubwubs has actually solidified itself a bit more, and um, when you've got more time, when you're not in the yeah, building phase, yeah. when you're like, all right, I've got a bit of time. Like we said before yeah. the podcast, you're like, oh, I haven't opened Ableton for ages. Yeah, it's yeah. Just you're so busy, and I'm the same. It takes you some know. time too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And even mental time, I think. Sometimes, you know, you've done all this work on, on something and you're just like, oh, man, I don't want to, like, open up Ableton. <laughs> it's the same as, I suppose, anyone who's doing, like, a full-time job, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when you get home and sort of forcing yourself. But, yeah, yeah I don't really have much time either. Like, yeah. it's always doing something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's – that, that's a – Oh, that's a hard thing when it comes to music too is yeah as, as you're saying when you're working and you you know only got so much time in a day mm. and you know when it comes to the electronic industry as well like you've like you've got DJing as well as producing yeah. and like you know I find it hard to find time for both of those when I was just doing you know EDM it was just like yeah. I'd be spending all this time in production and not mixing or I'd be mixing and not producing at all yeah um just about so that sort of, a, of schedule, you know, yeah, like yeah, working, yeah. getting a schedule that works for you exactly. and sort of a routine, yeah. Got to keep yourself in check a little bit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's easy to just, um, you know, do nothing as we've, we were talking about um, outside before. <laughs> so what then, you know, you said you sort of lost a bit of interest for it or whatever and you, you sort of stopped. What was the thing that then, you know, got you back? What sparked the passion again? What got you back into music after that break that you had how long was the break and, and what got you back in what happened there uh break probably would have been about two years maybe three yeah um and i mean 
you know, the I kind of fell out because of a relationship, you know, yeah. just like not in a good deep space. In, yeah, I was in a good space, but also not, I guess. Like it was very much the the power of love that, you know, just took over yeah. my life for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, coming like back into it was when uh, your shot 2015. I'm okay, sure you've yeah. heard plenty of your shot stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, your shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, 2015, your shot. And um, yeah, so they were teaching how to, you know, DJ and I'd never DJed before, but I was like, that sounds like something I'd be very interested in doing. Like yeah. that, that would be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, went along, did all that learning, did all that um, training that they put forward. Um, Who was your trainer? Uh, Nick Galea. Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah love Nick. Legend. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, old school Brisbane legend. Old school, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize, like, you know, who he was until, like, week two of our training and I, like, yeah, Googled him up and I was guy, like, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> this guy's yeah. got, like, ma- like mad tunes, like, yeah, been, yeah. you know, billboarded, et cetera. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Supported by big artists. And yeah, all yeah, yeah, right. All over Brisbane. Yeah, Legit. yeah. Legit. And um, that, that was a uh, very... Um, you know, I was very appreciative to like, you know, have his like be able to learn from, you know, him. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was uh it was an interesting um few weeks and then, you know, performing and very much a fish out of water when I went and did perform. Um yeah. I played on they had like three sets and I played on the main big one they had. At the outside. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so awesome. But I think I was at the twenty fifteen one. Um, I think you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. been to I've I've been to one. I think it was. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've only been to one, yeah, um, and it was because Nick got me into, into it, to it um, one year. So yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a good, good one. But yeah, yeah. So what were you playing at that first your shot? Dubstep. What kind of music? It was dubstep. It was just like straight dubstep. There yeah, was a bit yeah. of like drum step at the end of my set, um, and I played quite early in the day as well. So it was, it was very. Uh, I think I was playing after like a couple of people playing house and then coming on with dub, you know, at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. It was very yeah. much like a lot of people were caught off guard. They're like, yeah, whoa. Big change all <laughs> yeah, of this a sudden. Is, yeah, this is like really like hectic energy. Like um, Now if you go to your shot, it's like it's like rhythm and dub from the start. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, yeah, right. it's, you know, it's just grown it's just in evolved. popularity. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But that would have been cool that time because that's when like sort of dubstep was, you know, doing well. Um, yeah, in Brisbane, you know, so it would have been kind of popular as well. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah, well, it's yeah, quite like starting to thrive. You know, it was within its first years of really starting to blow up mm. and become a massive scene here. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was good. Like, I got awesome reviews on it. Like, it's still I, one of my good friends. Um, uh, she's always saying how uh, like she still listens to that 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 mix. The that, mix, yeah, because yeah, I got it up on like Mixcloud or something, and um, it's not a. I think it's. The one up on Mixcloud is like better than the one I actually did, but I want to redo it nonetheless, yeah, just go it, yeah. back. Um, but yeah, she still tells me like every time I see her, she's like, oh, listen to that all the time. And so like that, that's very humbling for me. It's like, you know, bit like gives me motivation really. Um, but yeah, that, that was, uh, that, that would have been my first engagement into um, EDM and what kind of brought me in, like brought my interests towards the whole scene in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah, and I think you know, um, at that time, like when dubstep and all that was sort of you know really starting to grow, and trap as well. Like even trap, mm. like I think of trap as like the EDM version of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, like I that electronic that, yeah. version of hip hop. Yeah. So I think we had the EDM sort of bubble, and then it was sort of like we had the trap which, that came next, which was like a version of EDM but a you know hip hop. Yeah, um, and then they you know it sort of started. Even though dubstep had been around for a while, it started growing. I think, I think what happened in from my perspective is that 
you know, the trap came in and brought a lot of hip hop guys over. And then from there, they sort of cottoned on to the beat and the actual like heavier sound and dubstep started taking then. Yeah, so yeah. it sort of trap gave them a bit of a, an intro into yeah, electronic yeah. and then dubstep was like that next yeah. sort of, you well, know, step. They also, um, like with the like Biscuit Factory events that are getting run in that yeah. point in time, like they were playing only like dubstep, glitch hop and trap. Yeah. And like, I miss those days so much. They, they were awesome. Like, and, and like nothing against what it is now, but you go out now and it's, it's just like two subgenres of dubstep and that, yeah. that's all you get. But I, I do like the, the variation that they used to have, like yeah. the variation in any form of set, like yeah. is really optimal, really like keeps the kind of um, like everyone's uh, focus kind of at peak, you know, cause it's constantly changing up and yeah, constantly yeah. different. You not really, you know, never too sure what you're going to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those were the days. Like, and that's probably what helped. You know, the trap people get into dubstep and that as well yeah. is because of you know they'd be playing like a trap artist, and so they were they'd have like a trap artist and a dubstep artist playing, and then maybe a, a drumstep artist or something. Yeah, and that they they'd be the three headliners, and so yeah. So you yeah, introduce yeah. them to it. Yeah, so yeah. They're here to see the trap guy. Yeah. But then they hear the dub. Oh, this dubstep. Like, yeah. it's, it's like so, oh, it's a bit later that, in the like, night <laughs> when they're a bit more wasted or whatever, yeah, and they're yeah. like. Shit hits like you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly right. And that, that I mean, that's what like the heavy, like proper bass music in the sense is made for is like that more later in the night. You know, like yeah. when you, when you are a bit more messy. Because I, I do, I do realize too, it's a, it can be a bit harder to listen to like trap and dubstep when you're you know just going to work or something. Like yeah. I at least personally struggle with it. For me, yeah. I need to have like a big PA system that it's being yeah, blasted yeah. on. Um, I need to feel that sub in my chest. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that's interesting, man. Like with dubstep because, you know, and I'm sure you know the, the, you know, the huge history of like dubstep. Like, you know, before Skrillex came into the scene <laughs> with it, how it was real dubby and real sub, yeah, yeah. you know, like dub, like, like dub reggae, dub sort yeah, of like, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of vibe with the like subby, like low sounds and stuff. Yeah. And then the reason that um, it sort of translated into that and bro step, you know, which is dubstep yeah, now, yeah. became so popular was because like the internet came about and everyone was like trying to listen to tunes on their computers with these little computer <laughs> monitors. Yeah, right. And when little you're listening text. to the like this real subby stuff, that's just there's no bass or anything. Nothing's coming through. So they yeah. started like, you know, using like, you know, saturate, you know, to to really like distort and and so that the bass would actually come through those small systems. Yeah. And that's sort of how it helped develop into what, into it, is what it is now, like yeah, the bro yeah. step. And then bro step took off because it was so popular. Yeah. That. So um, it's interesting to see, you know, it's it's weird how like something like a technology thing can actually influence a style of music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never thought people, about it that way too yeah. either. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's totally actually, what happened. Yeah, That's actually how it happened yeah. because, you know, it was such a big thing. But, I mean, it's the same with trap. Like, you know, you listen to trap on little speakers there's no low end. No. Just, it's like there's no bass. <laughs> it's, it's just trap. literally like, just yeah. this minimal like kind of hip hop beat in a sense. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, just with no low end right. kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, to, uh, you know, that's why I think it's interesting why I think, you know, dubstep in particular is an interesting genre because it has been sort of influenced a bit by technology, which yeah, is really yeah. cool. Like that's actually oh. cool. That's a cool thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like I, I've seen, um, I can't remember, oh, Casper. Um, there's a video of like Casper when he's like, um, he was an old, yeah, old school dub artist and he's like in a studio and he's using like old school, you know, before like, 
Excel, like before Windows Excel, like type computers. Yeah. Um, and like making songs on that with like the most old school bloody um, like analog synths and all yeah. this stuff. And the way he like makes and samples these sounds mm. is just like, you'd be like, what? Like, you'd, get, you'd, what? Like you'd, give, you'd get a new producer these days into the studio he used to have and they'd just be like, how do I use it? Like, what do yeah, I do? Yeah, like, they wouldn't even know? know how to make a single sound yeah. from Where, it. Where's yeah. Ableton? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Where's Serum? Where's the waveform? Like, oh. Where's Serum? How do I do FM synthesis? You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, how do I yeah, draw my melody in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, back for for all genres, I suppose, like it, it started in that kind of, you know, realm where it was like shitty computers that all they could do is just send yeah, yeah. and receive MIDI or something. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Legit. And then you use something then you're using something else to record into like <laughs> yeah, hectic. It's cool of. to see how far it's come at that though. Like yeah. and even these days just like constant like just evolution of um like on MIDI stuff as well as uh yep. just um actual plugins within the computers and they're just all these different doors now like yeah. actually competing with each other and just like oh like well we've got this now we've got this oh well you can now open ours up within your door <laughs> so you, you might as well use ours and it's just yeah. like but um it's you know as a musician it's very it's very nice that it's all uh easy to access and it's yeah. just there and ready to use and you don't need to like learn as much in a way to be able to do yeah like you know, like I'd probably need three or four times as much music making knowledge to be able to do what Casper was doing back in the day using yeah. those computers. And mm. um, and then the price as well. Oh. You know, you think about how much like even the the shitty computer you would add would have been like cost shit loads. Yeah. And then you got to have all the analog, you know, the synths and the tape record, you know, all that kind of yeah, stuff legit. too, which, um, you know, back then. But I think it's interesting. So I was talking to Johnny who owns a studio with us and he said, the next sort of evolution of analog stuff is like digital recall. So yeah. the way it'll work is like uh, now at the moment, like a lot of top mixing guys in the world, they don't use big desks because if he does, uh, if someone does, if you do a mix for someone as a mix engineer and send it off and then like they don't look at it for a week or two weeks and then yep. they go, oh, can you just change this like one thing? If you've got it all running through a desk, you have to go through and like actually go and re- program all the knobs on yep, everything because yep. it's analog but the new thing is and so a lot of people don't like to do that these days because they're like well, we'll just do it in the box because then i can just open it up and just go bang, change bang. what i want yep. and send it to them um but he was saying the new thing is that they're going to be doing like um digital recall so it's like when the desks will connect to um you know a yep, computer people, um, yeah. and when you turn the knob on here it'll it'll turn the knob on Oh, nice. computer like it does. But yep. then when all you have to do to get back to a session is plug it in and you like, you know, you press the button and all the knobs will move to where it is. And if there's automation, like, so it'll actually move. So all you have to do is instead of making all the knobs go where they are, yeah, yeah. You just plug it in and then hit, you know, like the sync and they all it, yeah. go <laughs> like to all the positions yeah, and nice. then you can like recall That's it. Cool. So That's it's cool. cool to see that because then it's like, it's bringing back, you can still use the, the analog circuitry and the analog sound. Yeah. But you've got that digital control and the ability to like recall, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. like my mastering engineer, when he sends me like a track back, he'll send me the part, the signal flow from this, you know, from the EQ and it's got, it's at 180 with negative 2 dB, you know, like yeah, you yeah. actually send the actual, like what the settings Those, were. Like notes for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that if you go, oh, can you do a, you know, revision or like change something? He actually knows 
what all the settings are, and like yeah. that just seems like such a pain to that me. That would be a pain. Like yeah, you know, to like, writing out yeah all the yeah, and all the, the little plugins. You like, want that awesome analog sound, oh. but it's like you don't have that recall. It's like you know, yeah. even when we use like our um, you know, like some of our analogs. Well, maybe not some of these, but like the modular. Yeah, it looks if you like come a beast. up with a really cool patch. We take a photo. Yeah, you, know, nice. you take yeah, a photo yeah. of it, and then it's like if you want to get back to it, you have got to look at the photo, and you got to put all the knobs. Yeah, you got to try to figure it back out, and then yeah. you got to plug everything into all the holes. Yep, yep. You know, so it's. I've, um, I've done that with um, like learning on an actual con like control desk, uh, yeah. and using a like similar. Um, Kind patching, of patching, yeah, 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 patching yeah. thing for all the um, plug-in uh, for like compressors and stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, we had to take a picture of it to actually like memorize how to do it. So when we came back in on our own to you know record some stuff yeah. for our um like lesson, uh, we could do it on our own. And yeah. going off the picture was just like um yeah, let's go left to right. And work on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the next one over. Then you realize that you've got like one of the plugs just completely wrong and. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a pain, but like you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but it's good to it's good to learn as well, you know. So if you yeah. do, because like, and that's why and you said you're on Ableton. Yep. And that's why, like, for example, I want to learn a bit more of FL Studio because it's like I use Ableton as well, but I want to know the basics of how to get around and use it so that if I'm collabing with someone in the studio, yeah, and we're on their system and they're an FL Using user, FL. I can at least know my way around to do stuff yeah yeah definitely. and i think that's the same with you know it's good to know a little bit of analog mixing desk all that kind of stuff because it's like if you go into someone goes oh let's mix it on the the neve at you know <laughs> at you know sae i'm an yeah. alumni i can get studio time let's put it through the neve yeah you know you can actually go all right sweet i kind of you know even if you're not yeah. a master at it it's somewhat you still yeah, sort of know what they're doing and doing understand it, it. Yeah, yeah exactly so I think that's that's really cool to do um so then with like production, once you got into DJing in um, 2015, mm. how long did it take you then to sort of get in, like re-pick back up sort of production and start making, did, did you sort of go back into it and start making dubstep on the new music you're into? Yeah. 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 So I, I, yeah, jumped straight on to like, you know, trying to make dubstep, trying to get on, get onto that path basically. Um, it wasn't like the, the easiest thing for me at the time, like it was funny looking back, like I basically just worked on a whole bunch of remixes. I got a whole bunch of remix stems, kind of, uh, you know, backtracked the actual remix stem. So I'd actually try to just create the song from those stems mm. and then, then creatively try to like piece it apart and rework it into something else. Yeah, that's um, cool. Because it's like you're reverse engineering it, but you're not reverse engineering a song because like, you know, you can try and make a song sound like another song, but if you've yeah. got the stems, sort of gives you a bit more understanding of how it all pieces together. Yeah, so exactly. So you're remaking the pieces and that sort of gives you a bit more of the process. I like yeah, that. That's yeah. a really cool way to learn. I've yeah, never, yeah. Never heard of anyone just, doing that. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. That's good though. Because, um, yeah, you know, people do like remake a song, like try and remake songs, try and remake patches, all that kind of stuff. Definitely, yeah. Never heard of anyone doing it with stems, which is actually a really – like awesome way to do it because if yeah, you can yeah. recreate and make those cool stems, then like you know, like you've that's half the mixing done. Yeah, exactly. You know, like because right, yeah. if you, you get the sound from the start, it's half the mixing done. Yeah, so that's yeah. a cool way to do it. It, it like I, I definitely like um, promote doing it as well because yeah. it's very um, like it, it really taught me how to well, how structure works within music. Like because I didn't actually know proper structure, even like especially hip hop. Like they still do phrases. 
but they can do like half raises and quarter yeah, raises and it doesn't different. even yeah, matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter as long as like it's a cool flow or something. You yeah. Know, like it still works. Yeah. As long as, yeah, you've got some form of like proper balance and yeah, make make it work, it'll work. But um, yeah, no, with with um, like obviously with EDM, you, you can't really do that because then- A bit more of a structure. Yeah. If yeah. someone tries to mix it, then it's just going to go out halfway through the song. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I learned a lot about like structure and, um, you know, just- general like little things on like the flow i guess of like wh where certain um change ups are very key yeah. um and then yeah so i started trying to make my own stuff and there was a long period of uh where i was just using terrible drums like terrible samples um you don't even know that that's the problem until someone like tells you yeah like because you're like you're like, oh, well, how do they make it sound like that? And you think that it's maybe all the processing yeah, or the yeah. extra stuff they do at the end. Or, oh, man, they've got a drum machine. That makes it sound sick. You know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's like, no, you can just get, like, you know, better samples and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it was funny because even when people would tell me, I'd be like, like, oh, are they? Are they? And I'd go back and listen to them. And I, I wouldn't, like, I'd hear that they weren't super, like, punchy and loud like yeah. other people's. But at the same time, they were, um, like, I wasn't, like, that's all I could hear. They still they the didn't ear sound wasn't off to me. Trained. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You hadn't listened to the difference between two, and you hadn't yeah. sort of a beat and gone. These are like my drums, and then like these are these, and gone. Oh, there is, you know, yeah, and actually. Yeah. And then after a little yeah. while, I'd go back and like you know, say after a few months or something, and then yeah. listen back and be like, oh, now I, I get, get it, it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I see the problem. <laughs> yeah. The amount of um of of these like old songs that I have, where I've been like, oh, I just I want to go back and like rework it because it's just yeah. like there's really good ideas and like yeah. pieces and it's just like, it's just a 80% finished song. And it's like, Oh, yeah. but it, it's just like the mix almost needs like a change or something. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you just need to mix it better or just replace some drums um, or something. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. It's forever, forever learning, uh, for a forever learning experience of that too. Cause like, I'm still learning how to With mix down yeah. and yeah, like yeah. process things differently or properly to some extent. It's um, still the same thing. Like you probably go back and listen to stuff from, you know, a couple of months ago or whatever. And you listen to it and you go, <laughs> Oh man, the way because you've learned some new technique and you're yeah, like, oh yeah. man, the way I was, you know, like mixing, you know, EQing that baseline was so terrible. Like even though, <laughs> you know, it's like you keep learning new stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's always the way. Nothing's isn't it? more like, true than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's always you're always you always listen to, it. and that's that trap you can get stuck in when you like start making. You start a new tune and yeah. you're like, oh, this is sounding way better than my last tune. Like, <laughs> so I'm just going to work on this, and it's like, well. And then you start another tune, you go, because you've learned something else and you're like, oh, yeah. this is way better than the last yeah, yeah. tune. And all <laughs> of a sudden you've got 10 unfinished tunes and you've just taught yourself to not finish tunes. Yeah, Like exactly. you're practicing yeah. not finishing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you get to that level where eventually you realize like, all right, like even if I know I can start something better or I start something and it's way better, you still got to finish the old thing. So you can, yeah. you can learn that 10, 20%. Cause that that's the hardest bit. That is the, the hardest 10, bit. Ten twenty percent. That, you that know, final like those yeah, little bits, off and, and you know, yeah. It's very. I mean, it's just technical. It's so technical, so so fiddly, and it's so easy to like, you know, in that ten twenty percent final finishing a song. It's so easy to you know go you know get fifteen percent until you're done, and then you try to get that next five percent done, and then all of a sudden, oh, you're now seventy percent. You've just like done something that's taken you back a few steps. And it's just yeah. like, what have I done? Like, no. Uh, I when always you do it, when you do a session, and then like you're like, oh, I think it's like sounding a bit better, and then like the next day, you listen to what you had, you know, yeah, fresh yeah, ears. Yeah, yeah. 
your new one and your old one and you're what like, was I thinking? oh, man, I really fucked it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, go back to what you did, where you were yeah. and like try and rework it. Um, oh, yeah. yes. That's always the way, man. Yeah. Countless times. A lot of the time I need, you know, feedback. Feedback's very handy too, like getting people yeah. to point out certain things because your ears, you might get trained to certain sounds within your song or something and you just completely like not hearing some aspect of it or element. Yeah. And yeah, someone will be like, oh, like, did you not notice that this is like, you know, doing this or something and you're like, Something's oh. real sticking out How did or I something? not notice that? Yeah. Just like popping out or something yeah. like real loud. It's like, man, that sounds real loud. Like, what sound? And you're like, that one. And you're like, oh yeah. And you've just gotten used to how it yeah, sounds. Yeah. yeah. I, I did that. Um, I mastered a friend's song recently and um, that was something that happened. He had like a, a hat behind some kick randomly in a couple of sections um and i pointed out to him and i was like yeah like i've tried to cut down you know the high end to you know make it not as noticeable but you know it'd be better if you just took that hat out um and he's like oh i didn't even notice so like no i put it there i must have forgotten to take it out like just completely had not you know come to his attention yeah um and sometimes it's because you're so used to it Sometimes it's because your ears aren't trained because you're new. Yeah. Sometimes it's because the environment you're in is not right. You know, maybe yeah. your headphones have a little dip at that frequency, and exactly. so when you hear it, it doesn't sound too loud. But then when it's on a at someone else's system, it does. You yeah, know? exactly. Or your room isn't you know like treated or tuned, whatever <laughs> it is. You know, like there's so many problems you can come into, and that's why what you said feedback is mm, so great. Mm. Even when you're in a studio like this that's treated, you know, you still need to get feedback and then go and, you know, classic, do the car yeah, test. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Do the phone test, yeah, do the earphones, headphones, the headphones, like, yeah, everything, yeah. because you you sort of understand then a bit more about it, you yeah. know. So that's, um, I mean, everyone should know about the car test. And I think everyone knows about that. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a car, so I'm not that lucky. But <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, like just the testing on other systems <laughs> Yeah, and stuff, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. really big, yeah. So um, with production then, you said you're on Ableton, um, Let's uh let's talk about um, maybe some of the stuff you're loving. Give us some of your gold. What's uh what's like maybe any techniques you've learned that you're loving? Plugins, sample packs, anything that you know you just find at the moment you're like, oh, I love using this. Yep. I've just started doing this and it's awesome. What's what's been going on with with that? Oh, um, definitely like two things that I could point out like on Ableton uh, yeah. is grain delay. Grain delay is like such a beautiful thing. Like where you can almost create this like. I like to call it a sparkle and um, yeah. there's this like, I can't remember exactly like how it's done, but it's just like by ramping up the feedback and um, then creating like a, a group of that uh, plugin so that you can have a dry and a wet signal one, yeah. that, like the dry having no grain delay and the wet having the grain delay. And then, um, yeah, you just like, it adds this, the like levels to yeah, make sure it's yeah. right. Yeah, you get yeah. this nice like sparkle. that's almost like a flume. Style like kind that's of that's a big flume thing, granular, yeah, 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 yeah. granular synths, even like yeah, that's a big flume. Yeah. Like, he loves that kind of stuff, it, yeah. It just has such a like nice, like for, for me, it's about had, adding like this like harmonic dissonance in the background, just a little bit of like variation to give it that more natural tone by not creating like repetitive, you know, square patterns basically where yeah. there isn't a harmonic dissonance, yeah. Um, and so. Um, yeah, grain grain delay by far, and then frequency shifter. Yeah, that, 
just like so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can what, create how do you some use awesome. It? What do you? What do you? How do you use it? Because there's you know there's so many things you can yeah. use. Well, it. I know some people use it just to change the key of like some of their like bass synths or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, which is a really I only stumbled upon learning that like a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's an awesome way to actually change a key because instead of using uh, transpose, you act like transpose kind of bends the the waveform a little bit, and so yeah. it can make it a bit juddy or like not keep it in exactly like the same waveform that it has. Um, But yeah, no, I, I, so what I do is um, I basically just um, smash the um, actual frequency of it and then put, you know, play with the square wave or uh, sine wave or triangular wave, et cetera. And um, I saw and um, basically just like the time and frequency of it, just push that up um, and try to get like, kind of that sound of like what people are talking about future rhythm in the dubstep scene yeah. at the moment, which is like this kind of real digitally like kind of sound yeah, that's okay, like sparkling yeah. on the top of their synths. So it's um, almost like it's like auto-tuned on top of the synths in a way. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like yeah. this weird like… But it's not a voice, it's a synth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it like causes this um, like because there's like an LFO within frequency shifter as well, yeah. it kind of… Like you, you can change up the the patterns of how it's actually like affecting like within that song. So you can yeah. almost add it onto a synth, and um, that's all one key, and then give it um, actual melody through using yeah. that frequency shifter like LFO, and um, you can just create some awesome like yeah. experimental stuff. Like yeah. I made this one song, which is like. Um, like I feel it's my best work at the moment. It's unreleased, but it's um, it's just like I just went ham on the frequency shifter. Yeah, like I went so ham on it, and it's like that's all it is basically. It's just yeah. immense frequency shifting. Um, and, and so, do you like automate parameters within it then, or do you just sort of like set it to what it is and use it like that? I've started doing that because like that's kind of like the next level. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've, um, you know, like again with like music being such a, a constant road of learning and just mm. like always learning new things. Yeah. Um, Automation is one of those things where I'm starting to realize, oh, like you can literally automate everything. Yeah. And like the more you automate things, like the better things seem to almost mm. get, like, you know, depending. But um, yeah, yeah, it's um, – It just doesn't feel like it's a like a, a robot. It doesn't feel like it's coming from a computer when you yeah. start automating everything. Yeah, it's – You can change the cutoffs, you know, change and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And it feels like it's a real instrument or something. Yeah, yeah. You get more like smoothness and like like flow within transitions. And, um, you know, even if that transitions, you know, within a, a one second of like some sound coming in, like if you automate it in, then it's just like adds this like nice depth to it basically. Yeah, um, yeah like – Automation saying that I've actually been very slack with in the past and only realized probably about eight months ago that I was slack with it. Yeah, <laughs> I was on that same sort of tip for ages yeah. too. And it's like once you start, you use it on one thing and you like automate it throughout the whole song, maybe like the cutoff or something, and yeah. you automate it for the whole song all the way through, and you're like, hmm, that really does make a difference. And then, <laughs> and then you just start going ham on everything, yeah, automating man. everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. What about like, do you? For like basses and stuff with dubstep, do you do a lot of resampling at all, or, or is oh, that yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, like, that's a huge thing in bass. Um, you know, like yeah. you know, bass music and stuff, resampling and yeah. trying to you know get those bass lines. Well, coming from unique. my like hip hop background as well, like that was one of the most prime yeah. things that like I was taught based, was yeah. like how to resample. Like yeah. I, I had 
countless lessons, like with Sam, Samsonite, um, where he actually, you know, was teaching us sampling and like how to, you know, well, sample. Yeah. And, um, you know, even from like sampling of vinyl. So if you're like, oh, you hear this cool sound of vinyl that you want to like resample or something, like this is how you do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I do love doing that. Like you can create some like crazy stuff, like crazy, crazy stuff resampling like yeah. I, I a lot of the synths like some of the best synths even that i've made myself like that i feel are my best um i literally use like um operator within ableton yeah which is like such a simple stock like it's um, a beast though you can do it is a that. mad beast it's yeah. like uh it's simple but you can also get real complex with it you yeah know, like yeah. yeah it's heaps you can do i i probably don't have enough knowledge to get super complex with it yeah, but well, yeah, through yeah. practice. But um, I'll, I'll make something like kind of half to where I'm trying to get something that I like. And then I'll basically, you know, record that out and then resample that. And then I'll yeah. turn that into something, you know, that much fatter and nicer. Um, and then sometimes, you know, again, and sometimes again, and yeah. it's like during that process of the resampling, like you could get like a, you know, a recording of a truck engine, and it's in the resampling process that where you can turn it into some fat bass. Like, yeah. it's, it's like remember when they used to do all the like people would like record stuff at like different places and then they put it in Ableton yeah, yeah. and do the like the re, you know like Mash and Kutcher used to do all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they were great videos. All, yeah, yeah. all those things would Poli be sampled. Yeah. Pizza Man banger or something like <laughs> that yeah, was a great one. Like you can literally do it with almost anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. You just need that original tone. Oh, I've seen um a crazy video like there's uh, what these YouTube videos of where they have um the four like four artists remixing one song yeah um and virtual riots um one of them and on this one episode um he decides to on his remix of the song literally just take the keyboard and makes the whole song out of the keyboard so like he, cool, he makes yeah. the drums out of the keyboard he just resamples everything yeah. out of these key these keep this keyboard note um yeah. and it's just mental seeing like the final product that he actually gives out as well. Cause it's just like, what, like how, how is that just a keyboard resampled into an entire song? Um, just like to, to, to think about the knowledge and the process and how that would do. It's like mind boggling. Hey, yeah. To, yeah. For, you know, for people who understand production and stuff like that, it's like when you talk about that kind of level, that's like, that's next level understanding. Yeah. That's all of it. Proper, like just yeah. transmuting like sound. That's proper, just like, yeah. Turning, like forming it into whatever you want. Like yeah. it's mental. Like I, that's, that's where I'd ideally want to get to, you know? Yeah. I, I'd love to have that ability where I can just, you know, yeah. be like, all right, yep. Let's take this sound of, you know, a car door closing and turn that into the fattest kick drum you've ever heard or yeah, something. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so sick. What about like DJing then? So after, let's talk about your journey that once you did your shot, what happened then? What was your first gig from there? How did you, how did you get, like, how did that happen for your first gig after your shot? It's a good question. Uh, which was my first gig after your shot? I think it was, um, I think it would have been, uh, it wasn't, wasn't Trap Step, but it was at a Lost Bar and Nightclub. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, it was I'm not even actually sure how I got it. I was, I was friends with the guy who was running it, I think, and um, like well, acquaintance anyway, and then kind of went in there and uh, for one of their shows and kind of was just like, you know, I 
love to play, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I was doing it, you know, for free as well, which some people are hearing there about or whatever, but I was just happy to do it at the time. I didn't care. Um, and that, that was a blast. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, mm. Did that three or four times. Um, and then like played another show over at Amped. Um, and that was like, that was like some yeah DJ comp thing as well. Uh, yep. Yep. But I, I've, I've always struggled at really actually trying to get myself out there and play shows because I was very much more on the production side of things yeah. and, um, you know, just overthinking a lot of the time, like yeah. constantly overthinking, like actual performing and then, you know, playing. Yeah. And so like it'd be easier to, you know, like if I already had a gig set up, I'd be doing it and I, mm. I'd like, you know, I'm still going to have that kind of negative self-talk you know the the anxiety leading up towards it yeah um but i've already got that even if i don't have the set like just thinking about it and so i therefore don't end up asking to have that set because it's like oh well i'm already like anxious about it (laughs) i'm not gonna do it um which is a terrible mindset to have like really i think like a lot of people get you know, strung up on performance anxiety and stuff. Mm. Like, you know, like performing, oh, like performing. And I always tell people like, cause everyone says, oh, you know, it's such a bad, you know, I wish I didn't have it. And I always mm. say to people, I'm like, no, that's actually like a good thing. Mm. That means you actually care about the thing, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and I know it's a, it's a different one for me, you know, I'm all about like reframing and look at things in different ways. Yeah. And yeah. That's why I always Draw say to people, it's like, you know, that's actually a good thing. It means you care about it. So yeah. It's something you're passionate about. So that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Think of it as good nerves or good anxiety, <laughs> you know. And a lot of people, some people have heard that and go, oh, no, that won't work for me. And then some people are like, oh, I might try that, you know. like that's, yeah. So I think that's a good, you know, because everyone, especially when you're in the beginning and stuff, everyone has that kind of anxiety oh, of performance. Yeah, yeah. It's foreign, it's new, yeah. it's scary. But <laughs> I remember the Your Shot show I um. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just going to have a couple of beers to, you know, get rid of the nerves and uh, ended up probably having one or two too many. Yeah. Um, I still smashed the set and everything was yeah. fine. There was only like one main problem where um, I like decided to like kind of dance to one of the drops and um, the headphones just got uh, thrown off me and like landed square in the middle of the decks, but thankfully didn't stop anything. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say they landed right on the <laughs> oh, play button and oh, stopped it. That would have been the worst. Like, no, nah, thankfully I... um. I've always had a quite a lot of luck with my sets. I've never actually like paused a set and touch what I don't, but um, oh, never, man. never paused you haven't, a set yet. You haven't DJ'd till you've paused yeah, the track. Yeah. You know, I've, you know I've, what I mean? Like, I've done it, it so many times. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or I've even like when people used to, one thing I used to like get, because I would always turn the like the faders onto through and not yeah. crossfade. Yeah. And then someone would like leave it on crossfade and I'd be like right up near the mixer and like dance, like doing something or whatever. And I'd like, move the crossfader accidentally with my yeah. shirt over yeah. to one side it's not where the track is and I'm like and then like I've got headphones Shroom. on it yeah and like, so I'm like oh shit like you know like <laughs> so that used to always so now whenever I like DJ I always like check it's all on throughput so that yeah, the crossfader yeah, nice. is not, not yeah. working yeah. like it's like one of my checklists now because yeah. so, I've, I've stuffed it up so many times I, so I could like, imagine like yeah, yeah. plus the cross crossfader I mean you, you never really think about it at least with dubstep you don't think about yeah. it it's always just the main faders but yeah <laughs> it's a yeah I, i've done it before and like i've even done it like a house party where i had 
because there was no real booth monitors, I was mixing on my headphones. Yeah. So like to me, the sound sounded still full volume because yeah. it's co- you know yeah, what I mean. Because so I'm like through the, coming yeah, through the queue and stuff. And I'm, so I'm like just stood there and like someone comes up and goes, "There's no sound." Like, like oh, what? take them off. I'm like, how long oh, has there been no sound like, for? And then like, oh, CrossFit. Like, <laughs> like it was just like a a college party or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, it wasn't like exactly. at a club or something yeah. like that. I've so. messed up plenty of times at parties. That's what parties are for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've uh, all got those stories about parties when we've yeah really stuffed something up. One of the, one of the worst things I've done while performing was um um this was like a, a com a competition that was actually at uh, Lost as well um for one entire song so a period of like a minute and a half or something I had like a a reverb on or something and because like you I didn't know yeah. yeah I didn't know I thought I'd turn it off I didn't turn it off and I, I didn't realize and it was just the the delay from like the the echo or whatever it was um reverb was causing the bass to just completely cut out and I was yeah. like listening to it like as I was trying to bring in the next song and I was like what there's something wrong here like I couldn't pick out what it was but it wasn't until later like at, well, at the end of the song when I went brought in the new one I was like oh shit <laughs> like it's like damn. once you once you like get comfortable with it it's almost like you've got like a checklist in your head that it's always like you know you're like yeah you sort of check do this nah, and it's like as soon this. as I finish mix out one song here like the checklist is like for me is always just like EQs at zero yeah you know vo- you know volume make sure the track you know like all that kind of stuff like yeah. you know there's like that kind of check the effect panel you know like just yeah, check yeah. it's not flashing <laughs> make sure know, everything's like, yep yeah like Ready just and make set. sure and you sort of once you get into that and it's almost like a not even a it's not even a checklist it's like you know you just like it might be in your peripheral you can see that, that it's not flashing it's just a blue light you know like <laughs> yeah, so you exactly. know the effect's not on yeah. so it's like yeah you sort of get used to that yeah for me I, I think that was like my first time as well using like a um proper mixer that CDJs, had yeah yeah, C- yeah, CDJs mixer, that yeah, had yeah. A mi- um that had those effects on it cuz like i mean everything i'd used before that were all controllers where it's you know just at the top of the controller type thing yeah. i find it so weird how they do um the style differently between effects on controllers and effects on like a proper CDJ mixer yeah. um and i'm thankful that now pioneer has actually started making the effects on their controllers the yeah. same as on their mixers. Yeah, I mean, it makes like, sense. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, like, it, you want to make it transferable skill. Exactly, so right. So that if that's – you want to make it as close to the club setup as possible but cheaper so that everyone's going to buy it because then they're like, well, I know that if I can mix on this, I can just go to the club setup. Yeah. And just it's easy. Go over there and done. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I've, I've like, you know, yeah, used plenty of decks where it's just like what – they give you on those controllers are not transferable. They're so much yeah. different to actually using proper CDJs and whatnot. Yeah. But um, and even even then, CDJs like I mean, having no screen and all that. Like the first time you use them, no matter how long you've been DJing, you have to relearn beat matching. Like yeah, by yeah, ears. No, yeah, like, yeah. Unless you've that's what I always said. Well, unless you like, did vinyl. Yeah. Don't look at the. I'm like, don't look at the waveform or anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, don't do it. Like it's. Well, yeah. I remember Nick Galea saying back um, when I was doing yeah the your shot training. You know, he was like, you know, just get tape and just put it over your laptop. Put you your know? phone over the top. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, if you if it's just you know the screen on the, the uh, controller. Ones, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like because back when you know when when I started and stuff, I did sort of start on tractor and that, but it had come from the CD. CDJ, um, like CDs, like CDJ 1000, where it was CDs. So I I sort of learned initially on tractor and stuff with the controller. And then 
went into like CDs and then it's just like. Oh, and then, yeah, transferred to CD, CDJ 1000. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, it's just <laughs> such a totally different experience yeah. because you don't have like waveforms really. You've just yeah. got these bricks that go. Yeah. Like it, just yeah. to show you how far through the song you are. Um, and you don't even have it to the point. It's It was like. 20, 123 BPM and there's and it's like then so you can like you know move it and there's like it won't move the BPM or anything oh it's just so the it's, percentage the percentage yeah yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, it's yeah. like 120 because it's so it doesn't have the 0. 0.2 or 0. 0.26 or yep. you know it just goes 124 and then it's still and then all of a sudden it goes to 125 and yep. so you had to actually you had nothing to look at to start with but yep. you also had nothing to tell you the exact BPM yeah so you don't know if they're actually exactly <laughs> perfect yeah so you might actually have to jog a track through because it's not exactly on unless you know that's what yeah, you're training yeah, is yeah. then to see it like oh it keeps slipping forwards must need a little bit more you know like it yep. was and that was such a big shock was because of what you said you used to just look at the screen and stuff where exactly, it was yeah. and you're like oh it's out and then all of a sudden there's no screen it's not even a bpm to tell you it's like <laughs> shit yeah right yeah so yeah, hectic, like, you know, going to that sort of, like, thing. And I think that, mm. but that's a good way to learn. Then, yeah, definitely. It's like, you don't need, yeah. you know, any of that kind of stuff. And yeah, then yeah. vinyl's even fucking oh, the next step. You imagine. don't even have a BPM. You don't know yeah, what BPM yeah. it is. You know? Yeah, I so, feel that. If I yeah. ever want to challenge, I'll probably go try to do vinyl. Like, yeah, have you ever tried to mix <laughs> nah, vinyl? Yeah. Nah. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can yeah. imagine. Like, yeah. you'd have to get very familiar with with your uh, plates, like, with, with your uh, vinyls and yeah. really know, like, kind of where everything is and plays. Like, yeah. Um, and even, nah. like, the way you actually, like, manipulate the – there's different techniques to do, you know, like to slow a track down instead of just going like that to slow it down on CDJs. Yeah, you can yeah. like put your finger on the side so that it's just spinning at a slow, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, slow thing. Or you can get add the, some friction to it. Or if you want to speed it up a little bit, instead of going like that, you can grab the little middle metal bit in the middle and like give it a bit of extra twist. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's true. like all these speed different little, yeah, yeah. It's like just, to, just a little nudge because yeah, you don't yeah. want to give it a full, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. There's all these like vinyl techniques that are like different and it's yeah it's That's just crazy. different that but it's it's so fun to do yeah, yeah. we used to do it with mates like just at a house yeah, or whatever it's, fun, and it's yeah. just like so tough like, but great to learn like yeah, it helps, yeah. helps your ear and oh, stuff so. i'm sure if you can mix vinyl you can mix anything like, yeah yeah mm. well have you seen like some of those things i've only seen it once was a guy like djing with like tape Oh yeah, tape, tape. He's like, yeah, he's like his yeah, army DJ, Mr. Yeah. Tape, or I yeah, don't know yeah, who it yeah. was. The guy that's, I've seen that, that stuff video. is insane. Yeah, it looks crazy. Just, yeah, just twisting it back. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's you know we've talked about a bit of DJing and production. Let's go back to the the Dubwub stuff. What's coming up? Um, have you got any releases and stuff? Like I know you your schedule's like crazy, but yeah, when's yeah. the next release coming out? This this will come out on Monday. So Monday, yeah. So when's yeah, your next release? So um. Oh, the, well, it'll be today. Well, the, the it'll day be when the, the day like, that the, comes, the day this comes yeah. out. Yeah, so Monday. Be, um, what, Monday. What's the date there? That's the fourteenth. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's the fourteenth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fourteenth of uh, September. We're in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like oh, we're in October. It? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fourteenth of September. Um, got a uh, two um, big international dons. Like not massive, but they're they're bloody like decently up there. Yeah. Um, Lazy Flex and Fitty K. Uh, Master Glitch, which is like, um, you know, for, for lovers of rhythm, it's everything they could have asked for. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, 
I remember like two or three years ago, like knowing of Lazy Flex and Fitty K and just like, you know, they were at like maybe 3K followers or something. They're about like five, six now. Um, but I was like, you know, just love their sound design. Like it was very like the, their out, uh, like output of their song is just very well done. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so that's dropping, um, yeah, Monday um, and got a lot of like, hype basically ready for this one a lot of people like quite interested in this one because it's been our like first with an actual like bigger more um renowned name basically yeah um but yeah we're actually uh booked up until first week of january jeez and so what's that release schedule is like every every two weeks every week Month, yeah. What is it? Uh, every every fortnight, so every yeah. two weeks. Two yeah. weeks, and you're releasing it on then the Monday. Is it? Is that when we look out for yeah. them all? Yeah. Yeah. So it used to be Friday as well, but I realized that like with releasing on Friday, I was kind of driving myself a bit thin with having to um, um, prep everything up and actually you know like do all the promotion, etc. Change all the flyers and banners and yeah. Um, so I realized, you know, Monday is just a better day to release kind of because yeah. then it gives the whole week to, you know, promote it, et cetera. Like, yeah, that's – yeah, yeah. yeah. people – like I find, you know, weekends promotion and stuff unless it's like an actual club gig or event. In the past anyway, I don't know about <laughs> now. Who knows what, yeah. what the vibe is. But World's changed. <laughs> but, you know, like giving people that week and, you know, if it's people who want to play it in a gig at a – at a show, yeah, they can get it on the Monday to play for that next weekend. Whereas if they get it on the Friday, there's no time. They've never heard it. They don't know if it'll even fit. You know, yeah, it's like exactly you don't have time right. to chuck it in your set. But yeah. if you've got it on the Monday, it gives you a chance. Maybe you see it on the Tuesday and hear it. Yeah, you grab it on the Wednesday, and then yeah. you know you chuck it in your set. You know, for the weekend. Exactly. Sort of right. So I think that's really smart to, yeah, to change it up that, like that. Was that. Another concept that I had behind doing it as well. Yeah, you know, really like because um, I'm trying to build a proper like kind of promotional um, plan to actually follow yeah. and kind of set in stone so that uh, as, you know, in the future, after a few more releases, it just becomes natural and it's just like this um, general routine that I go through and like, well, me and Matt go through. So, yeah, um, yeah no, it, it's it's gone quite well. Like uh, I've got a compilation album set for um, okay. and actually a remix competition, which I am um, like it ends uh, over in, well, in December. And um, that's uh, that's pretty much what our two releases for December is going to be. It's going to be three songs, uh, which will be the remix competition winners yep. from uh, Vector Among Us VIP, who's Vector's a local Brisbane boy. Yep. Um, uh, and um, yeah, then the compilation album, which will be featuring about 15 artists from around the world yeah, cool. um, that have been putting a lot of time into refining them down and actually getting, you know, you know, kind of my image represented throughout it. Like my, my yeah. um, make it branded right for dub wubs yeah, and everything you're going yeah. for. Yeah. Make it look like it's part of the whole you know, exactly. the brand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate using the word brand, but yeah. But the <laughs> it brand. Is brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. The image, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. I really love what you Branding's said. Um, important. Like before, you know, like it sort of brings it back to what we were talking about at the start where you like make mistakes and then you learn from it. It's like you said, the Friday you were releasing, then you realized you didn't really have enough time yeah. and you, you changed it to the Monday. That's like, you know, coming full circle back to what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, the start, the start you know? literally. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the other thing is with the oh. compilation, and I want to ask, and because I don't know it's really a big thing in, you know, dubstep 
so, well, to be honest, I've never really seen a lot of dubstep compilations or anything like that. Yeah. Is that something that's big in the dubstep scene? Like is there many compilations? I mean, compilations, there's not a lot in general, I think, anymore. No, I don't it think so. It used to just be everyone, you know, did their own thing. Yeah, but yeah. But the other thing following on from that I was going to ask is, like I used to love back in the day, like the mix um, compilations. So the co- it would be a compilation, but someone would then mix it. Mix and so it you, you'd yeah, have like yeah, the yeah. continuous mix of it and you'd also have the, you know, the individual tracks. Yeah. Have you thought about doing shit. something like that? I don't know if I it's ever been. Be, I mean, has you've it been made dumb me in Dexter? Because like I don't know if it's easy to do with the different songs and that, you know, but <laughs> it could be really cool to – to have that mixed version yeah. of it as well. I, I don't know. It's just I, an idea I haven't seen in ages, you know. I, I can't be like stated upon this. Like um, like I, I need some fact checking, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that Phase 1's most recent al- album or no, not not his recent one because he just dropped one apparently, but um, yeah. one from like last year um, yeah. where he featured like North Lane and Periphery and stuff on there. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that album actually had uh, – like a total mix. Yeah, like continuous mix. Yeah, yeah it's like they weren't mixed together though. It was more so that like each song kind of ends and where it ends it actually just instantly follows on into that next song. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't have to like have it in a playlist. It'll just – it's one file. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Because yeah. back in the – you know, back in the day when like all the Ministry Sound sort of albums and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they used to have had the ones. continuous yeah, mix yeah. and it's it's a lot easier with like housey, you know, kind of stuff yeah. because you can have the little intro, outro sort of bits of it, you know. Yeah. So uh, it might be a bit more tricky with, with dubstep, you know, and stuff it's like that. It's definitely something to think about though. Like, I think it's a cool idea, man, because then you cool can, idea, yeah. you know, you can do it as like you can put the continuous mix out as a mix for free maybe yes. or whatever and then go, oh, if you like any of these tunes, like just Bang. go and buy it. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. if you buy the whole compilation album, you get the mix yeah, thing as a free, well, you know. Um, with the the first question about compilation albums as well, like compilation albums um, for dubstep have, like, they're not like super popular in the sense of like there's not a ton of them out there. Yeah, but um, they actually have been you know um, circulating dubstep for like two to almost three years now. Like, um, I've been I've I've been on three different compilation albums in yeah. the past. So it's something that and is out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's plenty of like labels doing them. There's a label in Perth, um, like Filth, Filth who runs like the Filth yeah. events. I've heard, yeah, um, I've heard of yeah, Filth yeah. events, yeah. They got their label F-Audio and, you know, they release like compilation albums all the time. Mm. Um, there's a distributed though. Uh, ours, like for Dubwubs, is going to be a free download type oh, thing. Even better, yeah. Because yeah. um, that way as well, I want it to be something that um, helps the artists, I, yeah. want, I want it to be kind of that point in which I can actually help them gain more followers and all that. Yeah. So it'll be, you know, to download it instead of, you know, paying whatever amount. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is follow us follow and follow the, the yeah, artists yeah. and it's yours. And, yeah, um, yeah then that, that helps build everyone's um, network yeah. up. and That's it, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone wins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what else you got coming up for, for Dubwubs and stuff? Do you have any, like, you know, is there anything else? Do you... I know we're not in the right scheme, but would you like, like we're talking like in the very future, would you like to do like events or anything like that? Was that something you've thought about doing? Like branching out and maybe, you know, if you've got good support, do do a few events or something? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I was already looking into doing some events as of recent and like some streaming events, um, which is still on the books. Um, But yeah, so like in in the future, like um, I, I do want to get into event running um 
like even running streams. I do want like there's a whole bunch of other little niche things that I want to do, yeah. like promotional services, yeah, you know, yeah. Spotify playlisting type stuff, you know, yeah. mastering services, um, this, that, the other. Um, but um, if anything, I'd say a radio station as well is one yeah. thing that I really want to get going. Uh, so an actual radio station or like an online? Online radio yeah, station. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. I, like, I don't know if you've seen that… Um, Oh, what's that? It's on Netflix. It's like the UK pirate radio station. The Grime guys do. Um, oh no, I've seen one or two. We just do nothing that, or something. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah, remember what yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh man, that it's show great. is. If you haven't seen that, you should go. So, like when you said that, I just thought instantly of them, like, yeah. like, like a pirate radio station. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like an online radio station sort of thing. Um, and would that be something that runs like twenty four seven kind of thing? Which is, yeah. you'd have curated playlists or mixes or whatever yeah, that you yeah. just have going. So yeah, it'd be any time much. of the day you can tune in and it's going to be that vibe of exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. We'll have it set up as a 24 hour, seven day a week radio station, yeah. you know, have, um, you know, eventually like, cause it's all in kind of the idea part now. Like yeah. I see that, um, you know, like certain like, you know, podcasts could be had on it in the sense and also like featured on it, like a yeah. feature, you know, like, um, appeared on a podcast for one of my friends, um, Astro Rain, recently. I think I saw that one. It was that's yeah. the video one you did. Was yeah, the video. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah, seeing that. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. over Zoom. That, that was um really good. Like, ended up talking about a whole bunch of positive affirmations and all sorts. Yeah, yeah, like, that's awesome. Is, yeah, really good. Um, and um, yeah, but like to be able to have those, you know, featured on it as well, guest mixes. Yeah. Um, I'd even love a little element of like a Grand Theft Auto kind of radio station. So yeah. I'd want skits on there as well to kind yeah. of keep people entertained between yeah, like… Yeah, little bits. Yeah, yeah just yeah. fun stuff you can add in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh, let's do this. Like, And you have a little fun time creating yeah. some kind of audio. Man, I don't know if you've ever heard the rock radio station in New Zealand. No. Um, my, my good mate Chris, he plays it all the time at home. Yeah. And just New Zealand humor is so great. The rock radio station, I mean, besides playing great music, it actually like is a grand theft auto radio station in a yeah. sense because they just they talk trash like so much trash and like one of them will just start something and you know be like saying that it's some fact and it's obviously like really not yeah, yeah. and then the other one will just like but like not buy into it but like keep the ball rolling basically and yeah, just they like just go yeah they just talk shit <laughs> yeah it just yeah, ends just up at some and pinnacle and you're just like what like how did we get here we and then get, they'll just yeah, play yeah. the next song <laughs> That's so good, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, just like really fun stuff and really you know diverse and just yeah. content for yeah, know, yeah. To have content there. It'll it'll be like um, like this radio station will be a great spot to actually be able to help you know promote artists better as well. Like yeah. not only um, the label itself and our releases, but it'll be a platform where we're able to yeah help other artists get more fan base through views. Like yeah. probably have some form of. Um, you know, submission type link and yeah. it'll just be like, yeah, you submit tunes and then we'll go through them and kind of add them, kind of like noisier radio in yeah, a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's been added to the playlist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. So give us, um, give us how can we find you online, you know, dub bobs and everything. How do we, what's the handles, in, you know, or handles. Insta and Facebook and all yeah, that? Is yeah, it all yeah. the same or what's the? Um, yeah, pretty much all the same. If it's yeah. not dub wubs promotions with, space in between them each yeah um it's dubwubs promo yep. like usually you can get like pretty lucky and just find it like just type yeah. in dubwubs like yeah i i it's a i will put links in the comments yeah but, yeah you know, in the, in the description and that but, but yeah, yeah on on like dub-wubs twitter like instagram yep. like on all the, all the places. soundcloud beatport bloody spotify yeah itunes yada yada um yeah 
bloody uh, got our own website going, which is www.dubwubspromotions.com. So if you go there, you'll be able Super to find simple. everything else from there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just go to Dubwubs Promotion. Dubwubs. Dubwubs Wubs Promotions. with an S. Z. With a Z. Yeah. Dubwubs with a Z Promotions. Yep. Dot com. Yeah, that's the one. Awesome. And um, Well, yeah, thanks for coming in, man. Anything else coming up that you want to tell us about or anything? What's… Oh, no, 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 that's I, it. We've covered yeah, it all. Compilation album, yeah, you know, yeah. All look releases, out for the compilation you know, album. I mean, um, it, try out for the the DJ, uh, not the DJ comp, the the um, remix comp. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. If anyone, moment. yeah, wants that's to have a go, too, you can find all, all, the all there, genres. Yeah. yeah, are um like a, a are a go. Like, feel free to send through anything. Like, um, yeah, I think I'm go- I hit you up. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I might do a little remix, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a yeah. housey sort of thing. I'd be yeah. keen to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eventually want it to be, you know, no, like. I want it to be mostly like trap house, um, trap dubstep and um, drum and bass. Yeah. But like overall, like music is music. Like EDM I, is EDM. Yeah. Like, the thing I really love though about remix packs is like, and I always think of this, and this is why I always say you need a drum and bass remix in every pack. Because, <laughs> yes. because like I see it as like um, if I do a house remix, uh, if I do a house original, I don't want house remixes. I want no. a dubstep remix, a trap remix, a drum and bass, a glitch hopper, you know, a yep, trance. Yep. I want like different ones so that people in other genres can play my track yep. in other genres. So I actually like when whenever I have gone to do like remix packs, I always look for a diversity within it, you know. Yep. I don't want three house remixes of my house track. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I like that. it's, I, yeah. I, I have this, like the same um, ideology in the sense and whenever I go to do a remix, I will never make it in the same genre that the song's already in. Yeah. Just because like I want it to stand out. Yeah. And if it's already the same genre, like it's not necessarily going to stand out. Like I did that with um the recent Disciple remix competition. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm gonna make some drum and bass. That's what that was my um, ideology, and then or my mind frame behind it. And then I went and actually made it, and then I slowed it down to like 128. And I was like, oh, oh, that's because oh, like, you did more of a housey sort yeah, of like yeah, vibe. Yeah, it was yeah. like a weird bass house kind of tune, and um, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was funny how that kind of came about too. But yeah, yeah it's always fun to experiment and try new things. Definitely yeah. need a drum and bass uh, remix in every, every remix. Pack. I, that's that's like my one rule. It's yeah. like every remix pack has to have a drum and bass has remix. To, yeah. It has to like that's it's. Sacrilege if it doesn't, you know, <laughs> like it's got to. So, um, well, thanks for coming in, man. Um, really appreciated the chat. And, um, like I said, I've loved watching how hard you've been working, you and Matt, um, and the growth with Dubwubs over yeah. the last, you know, period of COVID and that. Like I said at the start, you know, working hard through COVID, a lot of people, um, you know, maybe not feeling the best, mm. but mm. there's, there's, a, there's definitely a, a few people shining through, I think, that are doing a lot of work and really sort of, Leading from the front and showing other people that look, you can do things in the industry even when it's like it is. The, you yeah, know? So I think it it's it's good to have be able to look to people and go, look, you can do this. Like you know, it's possible. Yeah, you just yeah. got to put in the effort and the work and learn, make mistakes, <laughs> learn from them, and, yeah. and go from there. So appreciate your time, man. Yeah, my um, pleasure, bro. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and good, bloody, it's awesome seeing your progress too over like all these. Uh, all it's these everyone, years. man. Like, it's you know, it's yeah, yeah, everyone's doing cool shit. Like there's so many cool stuff, um, you know, going on in the scene, which, yeah. which is great for me because then I can talk. To yeah, them, yeah, right. So, oh yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. More people doing cool. So go out and do cool shit so you can come on the podcast. Um, thanks for watching guys make sure you check out Dubwubs um, and make sure you check out Kai's um, stuff oh wait where do we look at your artist stuff give everyone your artist name and how we follow you too so we can oh well (laughs) alright 
So yeah, you can uh, find me at uh, Terraform. That's um, SoundCloud. Everything again. Uh, basically, just um, you know, kind of making. I'm, I'm kind of. I was making just dubstep. Now I'm kind of branding out into just making what I love. Whatever, yeah. Like because I, I'm Playing, having fun, yeah, experimenting. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm working on an alias that's going to be just dubstep. Uh, I've already yeah. kind of gone outside of the box too much in Terraform. Yeah, that I. I've built that as its brand, so I kind of yeah, it's a bit of everything, and then you want yeah, one that's a pure, yeah. the pure dubstep. Yeah, exactly. Was that the name that you started with when you did um, your short? No, no. I was yeah. wanted to ask yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. was the original name then? Uh, it was uh, King Kai. Like King from Kai, yeah, yeah, from Dragon yeah, Ball Z. I remember yeah. you hitting me up once and being like, "Oh, my mate, like, noticed that we have a similar DJ name. Like, yeah, yeah. Do, do you mind? Like, um, these are like quite similar. Like, do you have an issue with like?" Me having um, King Koi and I was, like Boy King Koi, and yeah. I was like, no, why no, would bro, I care about that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like even like I, I always you know ask people because like I, I used to have a collaboration project was a breakbeat, yeah, nice. called Bacon Beat DJs, oh, yeah. because, and it was a it was a bit Bacon of a thing beats. to Martin Horgo who loves he's from Germany he used to do breakbeat and okay. he loves um, coming to Australia for our bacon because they oh, have yeah? bacon in Germany. So it was a bit of a like throw to him like because he's a break was, you know, breaks. Someone we looked up to at the time yeah, and, yeah, and knew like we yeah. knew him and stuff. Um, but then there's a DJ Bacon in Brisbane. Oh, really? Yeah. So I messaged him and said, hey, man, like, you know, my name's we're, – we're thinking of starting this little duo. It's Breakbeat. We want to call it Bacon Beat DJs. Yeah, Is yeah. that cool with you? And he was like, yeah, man, go for it. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. Nice, I think yeah. that's important to just, if you know there's someone out there with a similar or same name, at least message them oh, and say. Yeah, show that consideration. Is that all, is that all cool, man? Like there's no no drama. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that's I something did, I always, you know. I had to turn away do. a release for um, Dub Webs simply because they had a name of someone who's already a big release artist. Like yeah, in a different genre. Yeah. But I was like. Like, sorry, man. Like, you're gonna have to change your name yeah, if you, you want to release with us. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a hard, hard knock to take. Like, when you do have that, but um, yeah, that's it. Just means there's a better name lying out there. Yeah, that's it. Choose a unique name, and then you make it cool. Yeah, make your own name cool. So yeah, exactly right. That's it. Well, thanks for coming in, man. And um, yeah, check out um all the Dubwub stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let's um. I want to listen and to a few tunes. stuff if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they must be if they're part <laughs> uh, of this part of the show. Um, I'm pretty keen to maybe listen to some tunes if you've got some stuff like we can just listen to in here when we're when we're done. Yeah, and, yeah, um, for sure, yeah, man. We'll have a listen. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. And, and, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for watching. Give it cheers. Bang. There we go, guys. Another episode in the bag. Thanks to Kai for coming on the show. It was a really great chat, as I said, about, you know, doing anything that you want to do in the creative space, um, you know, starting something like a label uh, and really trying to push music forwards in this time of COVID. So thanks to Kai for coming on the show. I really appreciated the chat and all the info that he had to bring to the show. So make sure you're following Kai on all his platforms. So as Terraform, it should just be Terraform, one word uh, on Facebook. And then on Instagram, it's Terraform Music with a dot between all the words. Make sure you're also following Dubwob's promotions on all the platforms. Basically, you can just look for Dubwob's promotions. Now, it's a Z for Wubs, uh, and it's promotions with an S at the end there too. So um, on Instagram, it's just Dubwob's promotions, all one word. 
Um, you should be able to find them pretty easily across all the platforms. As always, guys, make sure you're following me on all platforms, at BoyKingKoi on everything. Super easy to find. Go to the website, www.abeerwith.com uh, for all your podcast needs. Make sure you go to our store and check out some of the products we're selling. Uh, anything you buy helps us keep the podcast going and uh, just helps us you know, get better quality with everything we're doing. All right, guys, I've already recorded the one for next episode, so I really love the, the one that's next week. Uh, and uh, it's with someone who's just done really well in a DJ comp today uh, or yesterday. Um, so, yeah, make sure you stick out for that one. Really cool one coming up next week. All right, guys, that's it for this one. I hope you're having a great day or night wherever you are, and I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.